hello, internet friends near and far. Welcome to another episode of Parks and Conversation. This is a podcast where we just take a moment to, well, not a moment, about 22 moments to watch an episode of Parks and Recreation. And then we take about 60 moments to talk about those 22 moments, usually. Uh, my name is Jason, and I am joined all the way across town by my friend Jeremy. Say hello, Jeremy. Hey, how's it going? So is that, is that, I just said, how's it going? Cause I'm used to saying that, but is that 82 moments total? 82 moments total, usually. Okay. Yeah. So we're, all there, we're asking from our listener is to devote almost an hour and a half <laughs> to, uh, to this podcast. But if you listen at like multiple times speed, like three times speed, like yeah. you're just flying through these. Don't it's worry fine. about it. But seriously, how are you, how are you doing? I am fine. I, I, I feel like we need to offer a moment of, uh, apology to our listener um, uh, the last couple of weeks, uh, my office where I normally record has been in a, a, a construction zone. And so it's been a little difficult to uh, make time to record and to find a place where I could record without uh, a lot of family noise. Um, so where you, one of those days. Where are you <laughs> recording now? I'm recording in my wife's craft room. Oh. So I'm surrounded by sewing machines and quilting fabrics. And then my daughter's art supplies. This is going to be our, like our most creative episode. I I'm definitely feeling the making it vibe. Um, <laughs> oh, hey, that's great. What a what a great plug. Yeah. To a show that is on currently uh, starring Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman. And I have watched about 13 minutes of it. <laughs> Our family loves it. We've uh, we've watched all of them. I you know, it's a good show. I yeah. I just uh, I'm not around when it's on <laughs> so it's like <laughs> okay yeah. I'm, I'm not seeking it out i'm not very crafty uh so or i mean neither i'm not like sneaky <laughs> or craft-minded <laughs> so and I, also i know what you're saying also i don't really uh i i got tired of all the puns <laughs> That were happening. What? And, and I was like, how, how are we even friends? Still? I, I enjoy puns, but like, <laughs> Jeremy, you don't have a writer's room working oh, those true. puns out for you. Where it's, it's like, this is totally forced. It just happens. And sometimes you swing and you miss. And sometimes you really <laughs> knock it out of the park. But it seems like every time with making it, they're just trying to knock it out of the park every time. Yeah. I was like, nah. Just That's stop. what I call my brain from now on the writer's room. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the writer's room's fault sorry guys yeah there's a lot of stuff going on in there they don't get anything done until uh, about 20 minutes before the show's ready <laughs> speaking of which uh, and i feel like we were kind of making up for the last couple episodes like or you know in the timeline of things if you're following in near real time we woke up early to record this one we're so excited to catch back up i feel it's it's early for us well for me it is so. early to be talking into a microphone yeah for sure. So, so yeah, you're welcome, listener. There you go. <laughs> so I think, okay, let me go off my list of things. <laughs> Create hostility between hosts and listener. Mm -hmm. Check. Awesome. Denigrate a, a beloved television show. Check. Jason did that. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, today we're going to be talking. About, oh, also, uh, they, there was an email, uh, oh. a, a town forum real quick. Um, Dana, the teacher who is using our show in her classroom. Turns out it's not our show. She's actually talking about Parks and Rec in her classroom. Oh, so it. Uh, Dana, thank you for bringing clarification using modern <laughs> uh, modern events, current events and tying into the show is, is uh, the TV show, not our podcast. 
again, uh, if you are needing any help with ways to incorporate our podcast into your classroom in 2021, the fall of 2021, we are available. Um, mm-hmm. If you need substitute teachers, we both have been have taught at the college level. So, yeah. I mean, we can do this, right? I think so. I mean, I don't think we're qualified to teach like kids, but yeah, we could definitely put on like some jackets with leather arm patches. Yeah. I'm going to get a leather jacket with corduroy arm patches like Homer Simpson. <laughs> Perfect. So <laughs> He cut them out of the other jacket. That was the funniest part of that joke. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so today we're talking about season four, episode seven, and it's called The Treaty. And uh, I'm calling this episode. Did we win? I think we won. What are we trying to do? I learned so much today. One of my favorite lines in the entire show. Yes. And listener, what you should know is that Jeremy and I used to do a different podcast called Super Secret Base. And if you see a black Honda <laughs> element driving around with a giant one person sticker and in the square in his chest has a square, a square that says Super Secret Base, that's a me. Um, and uh, but that that's how that quote is how we ended most of our uh, our run on that show. It was like uh, the end was I just think. What are we trying to do? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Summed it up pretty well. Did we do it? I think so. I don't know. We're done though. Yeah, it's over. So, all right. Uh, and and also, listener, do not try to find that on the internet. <laughs> oh, no. That's so. No that's hard a diff- feelings. That's a different story. Come on. But today, uh, <laughs> we are gathered here to talk about um, this this episode, and there's three main plot lines that we'll look at. Um, Leslie is has been asked to help lead the model UN with the local high school. Um, and it turns out Ben is also super into the model UN. Uh, the second plot line is um, Tom and Ron centric and Ron is trying to get Tom to take his job back. And the third plot line is Chris is concerned that Millicent is not returning his calls. And so he launches a full scale investigation. I always uh, think of Maleficent. Every time, like, I think she's like this evil character, but I, I can get that. That's neither here nor there. Continue. Did you see those movies? I didn't. Me neither. Yeah. End of story. Okay. Um, we should do more t- movie reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see it? Nope. Nope. All right. Keep going. All right. Keep scrolling. Talk to you uh, next week. <laughs> talk to you next week on uh, too busy to go to the movies. <laughs> What was the Ebert and Roper? Siskel and Ebert. Yeah. Was it like on the aisle with Siskel and Ebert? Wasn't that it? I think so. Yeah. Mine would be like scrolling Fandango. (laughs) Nah. Never never showed up. (laughs) Ticket prices these days. Am I right? I saw saw that preview. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Trailer reviews. That would be good. Right. Because it's the whole movie with the plot. Okay, dude, we're getting so far off. So uh, let's start with the C plot because it's the shortest. Mm -hmm. And then we'll work our way to the B plot. And then we'll take some time, more time with the A plot. How's that sound? Perfect. Yeah, I got to fill out those 88 moments. Yeah. So uh, so Chris uh, is concerned that Millicent isn't calling him back. And she asks Anne. He asks Anne what's up with this. And he's concerned. And Anne uh, is sarcastically saying, maybe you should launch a full-scale investigation. Um, and Chris believes that at the root of sarcasm is truth. And so I am going to launch a full scale investigation. Um, and so he, Chris should not come to Seattle. He would be doing so many things based on sarcasm. 
I that feel. is true. Yeah. yeah. Um, my daughter is recently, uh, has recently discovered that sarcasm is her love language. <laughs> and I was like, Joss, yeah. I don't think that's allowed. <laughs> I don't think that's how love language works. And uh, please don't. So, um, yeah. So he gathers the troops to launch this investigation. And he starts with Jerry because Jerry knows Millicent pretty well, being her father. Um, and he starts to ask about uh, why, you know, they she's not calling back. And Jerry's like, you really shouldn't be talking to me about these things. <laughs> yeah, Jerry, Jerry is an unwilling participant in <laughs> yes. this investigation. Yes. And so Donna is there in the office as well. Um, and and she's all in like, I want the dirt on this relationship. She's just like, this is a soap opera in real life. I need this. Um, and uh, part of what she says to uh, to Chris is that he's too available. Like he always returns her calls. And uh, and <laughs> she's like, you need to dangle that carrot literally and figuratively. <laughs> and to which Chris says, thank you. And and Jerry says, gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then cuts back to the next part and uh, uh he talks about how he loves telling people how he feels um like he wants people to know people's emotions and like because he just loves people and and don is like did you tell him that did you tell her that you love her and he's like no i'm not crazy <laughs> so he's like i love telling people how i feel that did you tell her that you love her no i'm not crazy <laughs> so but he is pretty crazy um and then he also calls Ant in as she's coming into the parks uh department for some reason who knows why um she comes in and he calls Ant into this investigation think tank um and uh and donna is even more on board with this now it's like yes Ant and chris's relationship let's get into this one and see what this is all about and uh and so yeah so at one point she's eating popcorn during the investigation donna yeah. is just this is the best day of donna's job ever right like, yeah on her annual review form that she's gonna have to fill out for chris you know it's gonna say worst day of the year um probably gonna be um you know the day after treat yourself um best day of the year Do not treat yourself this year it's <laughs> best day of the year was the one i got to hear about all your relationship so <laughs> That was good. So she loved that. And then uh, so cut back to them after uh, a little bit later. And Anne and Chris are debriefing their relationship um, talking about uh, a couple's retreat that they went on. Um, and uh, and Donna's like trying to get more details about that. And uh, but ultimately what Chris learns is that he turned Anne into a female version of himself. Mm -hmm. And then got bored because he was dating himself. Uh, and, and at this point is like, I was jogging. I mean, I know it's supposed to make you healthy, but for at what cost? <laughs> so it made me laugh pretty hard. Yeah. Um, Cause jogging is the worst. Jogging is the worst. And Chris is like, <laughs> Chris's response was, I'm sorry for adding five years to your life. See that sarcasm. Uh, sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing something you like. It's <laughs> <laughs> <is> so good. <laughs> This is like, it's like Chris learning how to do sarcasm. Yeah, yeah. It's like, am I doing it right? Am I, am I getting it? And he doesn't like, it seems like, it's like, this is the game, right? Like, I'm doing something you like. Um, yeah. But yeah, so. And. But, but I, can I, can, so hold on. So to get a little serious, like her realizing that really does set up the future because inevitably 
when things progress with their relationship, it's not so, you know, weird that they get back together, right? Because mm-hmm. she's she's not going to allow herself to do that, go through that again, which was that was the cause. So they they identified the cause of their split and now later they can it's like, oh, well, I'm just gonna let you be you. And now they're he's doing something that she likes. So they're already showing like he can be like her, sarcastic. <laughs> right. He can be accommodating. Yeah. Or uh yeah. So Chris is the type of personality that like he knows he's assertive. He knows exactly what he wants. Right. Um, and we saw that when they went out to order food um, and uh, listed very specifically what he wanted and Anne was mimicking his behavior. Right. Um, and so it's yeah. So now they're a healthy relationship needs to have some kind of differentiation. You can't be the same person. You, you know, romantic relationship, friendships, families, like one of the tensions that happen, like I think in this is, you know, counseling moment with Jason. Uh, one of the tensions that happens in like households it, around like the teenage years is that like your kids start to differentiate from you as a parent. And, you know, that creates friction because it's like, but why don't you want to be with me as a parent? And the kid's like, why do you want to be with me? Why won't you just <laughs> let me be myself? Um, and so like recognizing what it is, is part of the the way to have a healthy relationship with with boundaries. And I don't think Chris has ever had a relationship like this before. Right. And so, uh, like, cause every his, he's gone from his professional career from town to town, basically repeating himself in all these different places, bringing the Chris Traeger charm and winning people over temporarily. But now he's setting down some roots in Pawnee and he's going to have to actually have real people in his life. So, yeah, um, he's so good at it. He doesn't even realize it. Like he's so, he's so Chris Traeger, like that's his blind spot. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad we learned something today. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Which was uh, an NBC thing, wasn't it? Yeah. The more, you know, boom. Yeah. On yeah. brand. We are totally on brand. Um, so basically Ann tells Chris, like, you just need to back off. Let Millie be Millie. Let Chris be Chris. Give each other some space. Everything will be fine. And I think that was the start where he was like, oh, thank you. But the look that he gave her was kind of like, hey, hold on. Hold up. This could yeah. work. Anyway. Yeah. So so that's the C plot. Uh, a little bit of relationship development here. But I do think the C plot helps further the A plot when we get to that. Like it's impo- it's a good under. Un- uh, it's a good foundation for what's going on with Ben and Leslie mm-hmm. and their relationship. So. Um, so let's talk about Ron and Tom, because this is also, um, the, uh, the most, one of the most important couples in the whole show, Ron and Tom. Um, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so Ron is, wait, wait, uh, hold on, hold on. Who, what yeah. do you, who, who's, who's like father, like whose uh, mentorship relationship do you like enjoy better Ron and Tom's or Ron and Andy's? Um, I'm going to go option C Ron and April. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's that's also good yeah ron is like the wise guru father yeah of the whole department um but he's very withholding on his guruness mm-hmm. and so when he only, he only gives it to those who are deserving exactly who've proven themselves right um and so like these three people and leslie but um andy tom and april are they're all adrift 
in in life. You know, they don't ha- <clears throat> getting choked up. I know uh, well, yeah. they don't they don't have a clear direction when we meet them. In um, they don't know who they are really, and so April like her when we meet April, she's like completely shut down from everybody and just keeps everyone at a distance. Andy is excited, but no, no focus, no direction. And Tom is just projecting who he wants to be, but has no real self identity. And, and so this season for Tom is really figuring out like, who is Tom? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so, yeah. So and Ron, April gets, gets the moon. Yeah, exactly. That's just, that. <laughs> just come so far. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Ron fully knows who he is. Like he has no problem. Uh, like he's, he's also a very assertive person. He knows who he is, but he's not trying, he never tries to push who he is on other people because Mm -hmm. he is a libertarian. You know, he's (laughs) like, you do what you want. I'm going to do what I want. No problem. And so, um, and so he's never like super pushy about, he will state his beliefs and his ideals, but he's never like pushy about other people doing those things. Um, and even when we first interact with Tom, like Leslie's putting together this model UN and she's. Uh, trying to rope Ron into it. And he's like, no, I'd rather sand down my toenails Um, (laughs) every three. And then it gets to a talking head. like every three weeks I have to sand down my toenails. They're too thick for clippers. Um, And so, which is gross. Um, It just reminds me of the dumb and dumber when they're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. And like sparks are flying off. Sanding disc. And yeah. yeah. So good. I love that movie so much. Um, all the so, hair, all the hair falling into his lap, and then it realized it's his nose hair. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great scene. Yeah, right. Right. to get you ready for the ball, Cinderella. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Ron is uh, not going to participate in the model UN because he's working to find Tom's replacement. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Tom shows up. He's like, "Hey, Ron, you ready for lunch?" Like, real quick, I just got a couple more interviews to do. Um, you sure you don't want your job back? And Tom's like, nah, I, I, I'm a shark. I don't swim backwards. But then we get this talking head where Ron says, I, you know, I offered Tom his job several times uh, and he keeps saying no. But then the other day I saw him spraying cologne at Macy's and uh, it's like, he's, he's got a lot of pride, but you know, it's going to be a lot of work to get back. And so he has Tom sit in on the interviews um, for his replacement, which seems like a really unethical thing to do because Ron also has no interest in hiring any of these people. Right. And so, um, so the first one is Courtney who is a million year old racist as Tom says, um, (laughs) because he got fired 48 years ago for making a pass at an ethnic woman. Um, and then he went to Mexico for a while, spent some time in jail. Um, and there were plenty of ethnic women in Mexico. Yeah, so like, stayed there. They, they grow on trees. <laughs> they grow on trees down there. Um, and, uh, and so Tom, so Courtney leaves and Tom's like, wow, you can't hire him. He's like, I don't know. He seems like a good kid. Ron's, he seems okay. And <laughs> he's a million year old racist. And Ron's response is, he said he likes ethnic girls. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best joke. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, how can you be racist if you like something? Yeah. So, uh, that was one foot. That was funny. I, I, sorry, I'm going through my notes and I realized something, uh, that I, I needed to call out before we get too far down. Ron says he saw Tom at Macy's. Mm-hmm. Two Ron, questions. Ron went to Macy's. Why is Ron at Macy's? <laughs> uh-huh. And why would Ron go to the mall? Well, he's got to get new sandpaper for his 
toenails. You think he gets that at the mall? He doesn't get that at like Home Depot or Uh, his small like neighborhood (laughs) hardware store? Food and stuff. Yeah, food and stuff. Yeah, like like that. When he said, "I saw him at Macy's," like, what is happening? That would ever take Ron to Macy's? It's good. That's a good point. Ron would never ever go to the mall. That's like that's like the the capitalist mecca. Yeah, it's anti Ron. So, um, yeah. So that that's just something that is going to keep me up for at night. Also, I just want to go on the record and saying walking from the parking lot into the mall go- through Macy's and the perfume section is the worst possible entrance route to the mall. P- p- bar none. Any mall, not just our local Alderwood Mall. No, all of them. It yeah. never like the perfume counter area is just I don't I don't even have a good word like a funny things to make fun of it. It's just torture. It's the worst. Right. And Macy's puts it right in the walkway. Oh. Whereas like Nordstrom, a classy joint. <laughs> Like they have their own section and how so can, you, how you can, can you walk s- around it. How can you smell anything when everything smells? It's all the smells. It's just uh, brown. It's beige. It's a beige smell. It's just everything. It's when you mix all the paints together. You just get brown. I get it, man. I, I, I understand. I'm very upset. It makes my eyes water. Mine too. I don't wear cologne because it makes my eyes water. Yeah. And my wife does not understand. Like, I wish you would wear cologne. I was like, do you want me to be crying all the time? <laughs> Is that what you're hoping for? Are you okay, buddy? I'm just trying to smell good, man. I'm just trying to impress my wife by smelling better. <laughs> it's so hard. It's so hard. Um, yeah. So anyway. Teri- is that teriyaki birdcage? <laughs> uh, so um, yeah. So Tom is uh, going to help Ron find the person because Tom's like, I built a legacy here. I need to have a good replacement. And then he claims to be the person to have invented the parks and rec abbreviation Mm -hmm. so it used to be parks and recreation then just parks and rec and then pnr and then i longed it a little bit to tommy's place (laughs) (laughs) so and uh yeah so the next one is a guy who's like yes my name is gary and i'm from gary indiana that's one of my favorite anecdotes to which tom responds (laughs) a fact is not an anecdote (laughs) here's an anecdote today i met the most boring man in the world his name was gary (laughs) So I do love, though, because later on, we're going to find that Jerry's name is actually Gary. Um, and yeah. uh, and so this ongoing turn, like uh, development of Jerry's boringness, uh, Gary is also boring. So all Gary's are boring, I guess. All Gary's are boring. Like even Gary the snail and SpongeBob. Like he was just just there. Uh, I don't know what that is. That's OK. I I'm barely, sorry. I, I barely know what that is. I, yeah, I, anyway. I, I am like Kenneth on 30 rock when he first watched SpongeBob and he, he asked, uh, he asked Jack, is it supposed to be terrifying? <laughs> and Jack's response is yes. Um, so the next one is uh, a guy named Keith and, uh, it starts with Ron reading his paper and, and, uh, Keith, you wrote for sex. Yes, please. Ha ha ha. And then it zooms out to see it's Kyle Mooney from SNL. <laughs> one of the funniest people on the planet. Yes. <laughs> so, so he's like, yeah, did you get it? But in all seriousness, <laughs> I'm a boy. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> this is probably one of the best parts of this whole episode. Uh, yeah. where, <laughs> they ask, what are you hoping to get out of it? You wrote in a month or so. 
<laughs> he's like, oh, yeah. And I thought you meant when. And so I was like, yeah, so what are you hoping to get out of this? Because one month of money is just right. <laughs> <laughs> one, one month of money. <laughs> like, like what? I just, I want to know so much more about his character because it's like, when, like how, how strapped is he? Like, what's the situation where you have to apply for a job to hopefully just make enough money for one month that you can just move on with whatever it is that you need to do in your life? Like, is he trying to leave town? Does he have like mobsters trying to break his kneecap in a month like what is what is happening i don't know i just love it so much one month of money is just right <laughs> maybe he's trying to buy some shirts that fit because he was really tugging at those shoulders yeah yeah and that's he's like they they he leaves because he's like i think we've got enough here <laughs> and then as his talking head in the in the lobby he's like i don't know i think it went pretty well <laughs> so, uh listener if you just want to laugh, you should go look up on the YouTube Kyle Mooney interviewing sports people uh, like at stadiums and stuff because he just <laughs> says nonsense. Yeah. Um, and people are like, are you OK? <laughs> <laughs> he is the weirdest. Like he he thinks in such a different way. It's it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And his uh, SNL <laughs> sketches with as like roommates with Beck Bennett. Oh yeah. Oh, they're so funny. <laughs> so yeah. Even baby Yoda, which is kind of like hard to watch, but also hilarious. Oh my gosh. Oh man. He's, he is a very funny dude. So, uh, yeah, Kyle Mooney may just elevating that whole thing. Um, so after Keith leaves, Ron's like, look, it's, it's going to be hard to find anybody to take, take you back. Would you please come back? And Tom says no. Mm. Um, so then Ron chases Tom down in the, parking garage and tells him the truth that uh, he saw him spraying cologne in Macy's and Tom's like, there's a Macy's in town. What? I hear they have a very attractive cologne sprayer. Um, <laughs> Even when he's deflecting, he's, he's still pumping himself up. Right. Yeah. And so he, uh, he's like, um, Tom, what can we do? And so Tom convinces Ron to beg Tom to come back in front of everybody. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and then Tom still refuses and then Ron falls him down and drags him back. And now Tom is begging for his job back. <laughs> um, and so, so yeah, so Tom's coming back into the office and uh, the credit scene is wrapping up this part where they're welcoming Tom back and Tom has his own welcome speech and it's all full of like swagger and nonsense unless he's like, yada, 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 Tom's back. Um, and everybody's happy. They're celebrating. Um, but Jerry is now moved to a smaller desk right by the <laughs> copier and copier. And he's like, I can't hear anything over the copy machine. And it was like, these are really important. And she holds it up and it just says uh, printer test. <laughs> like, I need to print these right now. And the look and the look from Wesley, like, come on, like, you, you, do you really need to be doing that right now? And absolutely she does. Cause yeah. Leslie or Aunt April is going to do her thing. So, <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I, I just love those interviews. They're so good. <laughs> My name is Gary and I'm from Gary, Indiana. <laughs> um, so Andy. Yeah. So then uh, let's go to the A plot, which focuses in on Leslie and Ben and Andy and April. They're going to carry the load on this one. And so she's leading the model UN uh, and she starts out by showing off all of her hundred and ninety something flags to Ben. Um, and, uh, yeah, so nerd party is happening right now is the vibe you get from this opening. And um, I know, I know you already talked about the, 
the standing of the toenails joke, but I thought it was really interesting or kind of funny. was like out of the whole entire like first bit, there were, there were a lot of jokes and stuff, but the capper to get out of the whole model UN scene was a joke about Ron's toenails. <laughs> like to get out of the cold open was <laughs> so was all this UN, UN. I mean, and there was a lot of really funny jokes. Like when she was saying like, who do you want to be? And, uh, <laughs> Andy, Andy was like, uh, do you want to be Iceland? He's like the bad guys from mighty decks too. I don't think so. <laughs> what about Japan? The bad guys from credit kid Two, even worse. <laughs> How <Yeah>. about Germany? <laughs> They've never been the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, he gets. Uh, and April gets the moon. Yeah. But he get is he. Finland. Is, yeah. 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 So Andy ends up with Finland. Uh, April is. South uh, Africa. The moon proxy by proxy of South Africa. Right. Um, and so which will come in much later, <laughs> which is fantastic. Um, and, uh, yeah, so they're going to go help do this thing. And it turns out like Ben is also super into model UN. Um, and so they are like the perfect team, right. To lead this high school club. It's going to be great. It's going to help. Um, and so when they get to the school, uh, a girl that we later find out is named Cassidy. Um, I love that they never introduce her until the very end of the arc. Um, she's just the. Uh, ambassador from France. Um, but she calls Leslie a model UN legend. And then it cuts to a talking head and Leslie's like a legend. I don't know. I prefer icon or hero. <laughs> um, so, uh, and then she, Leslie opens up the whole thing, um, as the, uh, ambassador from Denmark. Um, and she tells everybody that they are trying to solve a global food crisis. Um, and they need to learn to work together to, to handle this. Otherwise, millions of people will die, but have fun. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so right away, Ben and Leslie are having fun being a, being nerds about this whole thing. And um, and uh, as they are, you know, talking to their plans, uh, Leslie's campaign manager comes and wants to do a photo op, uh, which is frustrating to Ben um, because he's like, hey, we're here for this thing and you're using this thing to leverage your own goal, you mm-hmm. know? And so it's super annoying to Ben. Um, and, uh, meanwhile, Andy traded Finland's military to Canada for 50 lions. It's a good move. Uh, and he tells April and like, this is a good idea. And he's like, well, also militaries are pretty good. Um, so he's, but, he, but you don't, you don't have to pay lions, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. It was like, well, you don't have to pay lions. So he's going for all the lions. And so he's, he's getting set up there. Um, and then Ben tries to get Leslie back into the activity, but the campaign manager is like, you know, it's probably going to be 15 more minutes. Um, and Ben is like, well, we need to do this treaty. Uh, otherwise Russia and China are going to do their treaty and, you know, we got to do ours. And, uh, but Leslie's then going to take about 50 minutes or, or, yeah, it's going to take longer than Ben wants. And so he's frustrated and eventually Leslie's done and she comes over and Ben has merged his treaty with Russia and China. Um, and so Peru, uh, is coming together with Russia and China. And he's like, I was tired of waiting for Denmark. And so I swam over to Asia (laughs) to to make a deal with Russia and China. Um, and, um, and so Leslie's like, like, we need to talk about this, what's going on here. And Ben is frustrated and he tells her like, look, we can't hang out as friends. Um, and your insistence on doing this is selfish. 
Um, and like it's only making this harder. So we just need to get through this and move on. Um, and Leslie's talking head is like, Hey, I'm so mad at Ben. I shared my flags with him. <laughs> uh, and then she, like, as she's doing a talking head, she's like, just wait, wait a minute. And she goes up to the podium and declares war on Peru and asks for all of her Scandinavian, uh, brothers to unite against Peru. Um, I love that there's like one extra kid who like stood up kind of quizzically. I don't know if you looked in the background. There's like one guy that was like, I guess I'm standing up because I'm part of the Scandinavia crew. Right. I thought, that, yeah. I thought it was really funny. Yeah. And this is where, uh, oh no, not yet. Um, so yeah. So Leslie is going to war against Peru uh, and she's trying to get people on her side and getting all the kids to team up against Ben. Um, but uh, they just tell her like, look, we just want to solve this food crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ben is refusing to to back down and he comes over as she as Leslie's talking to the kids and like throws a white flag and like you're going to need to wave that and surrender um and Leslie's response is the only thing I will wave is your decapitated <laughs> head in front of your weeping mother and everybody is shocked even Andy is like <laughs> not good um and uh so the ambassador from France is talking at the podium and then Ben interrupts to go up and make a declaration. And the ambassador's like, I'm talking. And his response is, then why am I with the microphone? <laughs> Total adult move. <laughs> uh, and so she asks the uh, security council to, uh, to punish Denmark. Um, and, uh, and everybody agrees to punish Denmark. And then Leslie gets up and is like, Denmark no longer recognizes the authority of this uh, this thug, this UN nation of thugs. Uh, and then April joins as the moon. <laughs> She's got a hat got on. A moon head. Yeah. And her <laughs> and, moon flag, like with the crescent moon on it. Yes. And uh, and then this is where the great line. Uh, Leslie's like, we got the moon. What are you going to do without tides, Peru? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so <laughs> things are going great at the Model so, UN. Did you I, I did you ever have a Model UN club at your school that you knew of? I have no idea. Okay. Did you? No, I don't think so. No. Yeah. No, not I, at all. I don't think I had heard about this until college when they were like in a civics class. And I was like, this is a thing people did in high school? Yeah. Did, huh. were, you, were you part of any clubs? I was part of the Spirit Club. <laughs> known so as like, the Rue crew like, like ghosts and stuff no like like for, to raise uh raise school spirit oh and so yeah going to games making a ruckus having fun so so just being a high schooler i got it yeah yeah cool but i got a cool bowling shirt out of it <laughs> so sweet nothing says spirit like a bowling shirt <laughs> yeah it was tradition man I, I got yeah yep. purple purple bowling shirt with gold <laughs> letters just as our just as our forefathers intended mm-hmm. yeah purple and white fight 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 go kangaroos um yes so the did yeah were you in any clubs i mean we were both class presidents somehow yeah but <laughs> of different schools <laughs> yeah <laughs> they they ended up fine. I mean, they didn't go to war or anything. Um, All I know is after I graduated, they totally rebuilt the building. So I don't know if that's good <laughs> or bad. Oh, did you appropriate funds? <laughs> I didn't pay. I didn't do anything. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, I was part of the safety club. Because yeah, because rules. You can't. <laughs> Come on, guys, knock it off. You guys, are, you guys, you guys have too much spirit over there. See, we would have been enemies. 
Jason, you can't dance up and down the stairs like that. It's a fire hazard. Yeah. I'm moving. I'm not blocking the stairs. Yeah, that's not the safety dance. You can't. Oh. Okay. Pause uh, real quick. Yeah, oh, yeah. Have you seen the commercials for Alaska Airlines with oh, the I, safety they're, dance? They're the worst. I hate they're, I can't, they're absolutely a, terrible. Yeah. They're a travesty. I my hate kids, them. my kids love them. Of course they do. Of course. Because they're made for children. Yeah. But like children, <laughs> children who can fly, children <laughs> who can buy, do not buy airplane tickets. <laughs> yeah. And who like in Seattle needs to know about Alaska Airlines? I don't know, like, but it's, it's, know, guys. it's total like fellow kids. Like, Hey, Hey, fellow kids, look at this TikTok dance. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, so bad. Uh, it's, it, it hurts me every time. And yeah. I'm just glad like with the passing of the pandemic um, and things opening up, I'm just glad those commercials have stopped. <laughs> like, I'm like, finally, yeah. we're free. I'll wear a mask the rest of my life if I don't have to see that camera, that commercial again. <laughs> I'll put the mask right over my eyes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. Perfect. Our 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 club like we we went and like picked up litter on the side of the road. I was totally duped. I thought it was going to be something cool, but nope. I was like, well, we're going to keep people safe from litter on the side of the road. I guess I don't know. I'm like a superhero, which put us into danger because cars do not really care about high schoolers picking up trash on the side of the road. No, they're like, look at those prisoners. Yeah. So. All right. So anyway, so the Security Council then expels Denmark and Peru and the ambassador from France is very frustrated because Leslie ruined her favorite club. Um, And this is where Andy is a part of this. And he's like, did we win? I think we won. (laughs) What were we trying to do? I learned so much today. Um, And then Leslie is sitting down in the halls. at the by the lockers and april comes and she's like i think it's really cool that everything fell apart today but you need to talk to ben um and work this out and but like this whole scene is so high school and Leslie's like i hate it here can't wait to graduate <laughs> uh so um andy is talking to ben in a science class and uh he tells her you know he tells Ben, you know, if you reorganize the letters of Peru, it spells Europe. <laughs> it's such a good joke. It's, I wonder if he ad-libbed that. <laughs> I don't know. It's so great. And Ben's like, no, it doesn't. He's like, you have to reorganize it. <laughs> yeah, you got to reorganize Because E-R-U-P. Europe. Yeah, it's almost all there. It totally works. You need an O and another E. But still, pretty close. And then Andy's like, look, you and Leslie need to have a Camp David. <laughs> and go, cut to a talking head where it's like it was just my friend david's house where we would go and we'd we'd work things out and it was awesome um and then ben's like how do you know about camp david and he's like how do you know about camp david <laughs> david fundus yeah <laughs> so uh so april uh so ben and leslie are gonna talk it out and andy and april are like we're gonna go up on the roof and throw these scientist bottles off the roof <laughs> And holding up beakers and stuff like these scientist bottles. <laughs> and these are the, and the, uh, these are the parts of the shows like this I love because because Leslie's like no, and April's like yeah, that's right. See ya. We're out of like, here because you your thing is way bigger than us throwing scientist bottles off the roof. So we're gonna go do what we want to because you have to stay here and fix this. See ya. Oh man, I yeah, so good. I just love whoever decided that we're gonna call these beakers scientist bottles. Yeah. So brilliant. So brilliant. Um, yeah. Like like horse chairs. <laughs> that's that's one of my favorite ones too. Yeah. Horse chairs. You mean saddle? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> oh, so good. So 
Uh, Leslie proposes a treaty for her and Ben's relationship, uh, which is it sounds totally Leslie, but it's basically uh, rules and stipulations that we must have a fun five minute conversation every day at work. <laughs> like, OK, uh, so Ben's like, I'll talk to I'll talk to the people of Peru and see. Um, and so then Leslie's like, we're going to make it right. And uh, she invites uh, the, the students from the Model UN to the city council room, the nicest room in all of City Hall. Um, and then says, like, we're going to do a statewide model UN for you. And Ben and I will be nowhere near here. Right. And we'll do it right here in the city council room. And so well, did you did you catch that line, though, back uh, when you she was saying, like, oh, it's bad enough that we can't be friends, uh, that we can't be together, but it's too crappy for us, me to handle. And then he says, I was perhaps a little icier than I needed to be. I just I, I don't know that stuck in my head as like that choice of words as far as Ben being like. The ice, ice, town. ice town. Yeah. I, I did not catch that. But I don't know. Just throwing it out there. Interesting. Do you think ice is going to follow him around the rest of his life? It might. Man. Whoop. There it is. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, so that's the episode. It's a good one. Definitely a fun episode. Um, I didn't look up any trivia or anything. Like, again, listener, this is earlier than we normally do oh, yeah. this. So, no, there's a good, there's a good bit of, of trivia as far as the girl who plays Cassidy, Kelly Washington. Um, she actually comes back and mm-hmm. she's the intern candidate in that role where her, uh, Leslie and Ron fight over the intern. Right. So same, yes. same actress, actor. And we also see the return mm-hmm. of a very important character in that episode as well. Yeah. And it will be great. And also in the city council chambers, as they were sitting there, there was a placard on the desk that said Councilman Jam. That's the first time we see Councilman Jam? I do believe. I'm not His saying. Name? Yeah, I th- I'm, I'm, almost, I'm almost positive, but. Oh, man. It's there. And I, he is not just because his name's Jeremy, but he is definitely one of my favorite characters. I think it's only because his name is Jeremy. <laughs> you got jammed. <laughs> Uh, there was a moment where Leslie is slamming her, uh, shoe on the, the, st- the podium trying to get everybody's attention. I thought that was funny. Um, yeah. but it is a callback to Nikita Khrushchev's infamous 1960 shoe banging incident at the UN. So, oh yeah. I, Khrushchev, I notable, that. <laughs> n- notable, like level headed person. Um, not crazy at all. So yeah, well. Good, good, good. Next week's episode, Jeremy. Is there any other trivia that uh, not that I saw people that need was... to be aware of? No. Good. <laughs> good. Next ep- next week's episode <laughs> is the smallest park, and so this is another episode where Ben and Leslie will be teamed up, and uh, they're got to they got to work through their drama. So, yep it's a it's a near tearjerker. Hmm. So yeah, this this one only got uh, the treaty. Um, it was uh, I, I thought it was int- I mean maybe a little interesting. Jorma Jorma Tacone, um directed it, so lo- one of the only island guys, and uh, it was written by Harris Whittles. So, uh, but it only got an eight on IMDb, mm-hmm. which, which I guess people the whole model UN ruining the kids. I can see like people. The more I read the IMDb comments uh, and ratings, it's it's that when people ruin other people's times, like it's okay if they're ruining their own lives, but if they're affecting other people, I feel like people take offense to that. 
Do people understand that that is what TV is? <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> I understand it. And that's why I think things like this are really, fu- I thought this was a really funny episode, way higher than 8.0, maybe not a nine, but eight, five. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't think people get it. Like this isn't a real world. Like it's, the rules are different. Yeah. These kids, I just <laughs> <sighs> get off my internet lawn. Bury your aggression, dairy. <laughs> Bury your aggression. So I'm yeah. August Clementine. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> jazz plus jazz equals jazz. <laughs> Things are going to get weird in Pawnee and I'm so excited. It's great. Uh, all right. Well, we should get out of here because I'm pretty sure there's going to be some loud banging uh, in my like as we were building things in my office. So, OK, um, yeah, my 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 crew is supposed to show up any minute. So <laughs> sounds good. I will. I will. Uh, I'll talk to you later. OK, well, bye. Bye.